This is the podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs who want to learn how simple ideas can lead to big wins for your business. I'm your host, Ryan Delello, professional dancer from TV's So You Think You Can Dance, turned entrepreneur and business owner. I'm on a quest to discover the most creative ideas that have made all the difference for successful businesses. This is the Ideal Wins Podcast. Welcome back to the Idea Wins podcast. Today, we are very lucky to have Lindsay Shearer on the podcast today. Lindsay is the CEO of two eight-figure marketing agencies called Brand Ranks Media and Pins for Profit, which she grew completely with organic marketing methods using micro-niche marketing, and her company spend over $50 million a year in advertising budgets for her clients and scaling. Lindsay has been featured in Entrepreneur, Fox News, Newsweek, and many others, and has helped over 390 brands scale to seven, eight, and nine figures in sales per month. Lindsay, I am so excited. We could finally make this happen. Yeah. (laughs) We've been trying for a few months in the schedules. It's been madness, but it's so good. Perfect timing. I'm super excited for you guys. I'm going to give you all the lowdown on how we have crushed it with our different niche marketing strategies and organic strategies and hopefully answer as many questions as we can. (laughs) I'm so excited for our business owners to hear this. This is such, such good information. So brag about yourself a little bit more. Uh, Tell us how you got to where you are and created the companies and how you got to where you're, you are literally, I mean, you're changing businesses. I mean, seven, eight, nine figures per month is, is amazing for a lot of the companies that are hearing that and they're like, sign me up. How do I do that? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I started in mergers and acquisitions and I always had this vision of like buying and selling companies and licensing different technologies and really helping businesses grow and scale. And in that process, many years ago, you know, digital marketing was coming onto the scene. It was becoming this huge thing. And I immediately wanted to hop on the bandwagon and learn more about how you can get data because as you're buying and selling a business, knowing your numbers is extremely important. Knowing what your scalability potential is, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing what your CAC is, we call it, or your customer acquisition costs is like one of the main questions that investors are always asking. And making your business ready for sale, you have to be able to answer a lot of these financial questions and a lot of these data metric questions, which are much easier to attain when you do digital marketing. So mm-hmm. I quickly uh, got into, um, I had a background already in SEO. Mm-hmm. I've been working with a lot of friends doing different YouTube SEO and Google SEO and stuff like that, link building and stuff like that. And then started running larger digital marketing agencies, doing a lot of e-commerce uh, at scale, essentially Facebook, t- you know, now we're doing mm-hmm. a lot of TikTok and yeah. just different blue ocean spaces. And in the SEO world, I had, you know, you're always trying to differentiate yourself and we're going to talk a lot about niche marketing, but yeah. I saw an opportunity and I had a bunch of clients that I thought would be a good fit for Pinterest marketing at the time. This was like eight years ago, mm-hmm. seven or eight years mm-hmm. ago. And so I kind of just realized that nobody's really using a really good strategy on there. You're, they were getting some arbitrary traffic, but it wasn't actually being used like a search engine Pinterest wasn't. So I was like, okay, right. what happens if we actually apply good search engine logic to this? What is possible? Mm-hmm. And I started just getting crazy results for our clients. And all of a sudden I was getting picked up by snow teeth whitening and like some Mm. of these huge e-commerce brands that were looking to diversify ad spend. So solving this problem of diversifying ad spend, 
mm-hmm. and opening new marketing channels. And really, Pins for Profit was really born out of that. I already had Brand Rings Media. We have, we've been doing SEO for many years and right. worked with a lot of different great brands and you know done a lot of media stuff like in Search Engine mm-hmm. Journal and Social Media Marketing World and Market Watch and all these huge ser- uh, search engine publications. And right. Stuff podcasts and stuff like that. And so, and then we added in this Pinterest idea of like, okay, this is actually a search engine. And then now I essentially invented a new, it's called cross ranks, which is ranking on multiple search engines with the same strategy, with a single strategy. And it's amazing. We're seeing crazy things happen for our clients, but you've got YouTube, you have now TikTok is a search engine too. You've got Pinterest, Google, and then your regular search engines like Bing and Yandex and stuff like that. So it's amazing what can happen when you start trying to yeah. <laughs> solve this is the world we live problems. in. Yes. Yeah. And I, I love it. So let's, okay, let's dive in deeper to micro niche marketing. Um, idea wins and what we're about in the podcast is small, simple ideas that lead to big wins for business. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I understand what micro niche um, yeah. is, but for the layman person who just isn't like, okay, explain what that means. I like use the phrase, the riches are in the niches. It's true. Um, mm-hmm. di- dive into it. Tell us about what that means. Yeah. You know, for many years, I feel like in my younger entrepreneurial journey, I was trying to figure out how I was going to set myself apart. Like I knew I had certain skills and I knew that I could do pretty much anything in marketing, but it's much harder to sell. I can do anything in marketing than yeah. it is to be top of mind for someone when they are looking for a specific thing. So micro niche, like for an example would be, I do Facebook ads for gyms or Mm -hmm. I do tick. We have salon talk media, which is a division of a new division of our agency where we do TikTok marketing for salons and Mm -hmm. med spas and hairstylist brands and things like that. Extension brands. Mm -hmm. So that would be considered something that's like aggressively micro niche. Do you have like one target audience or one or two in the same vein target audience? And Mm -hmm. you're solving a problem for that specific audience. So, and then that's similar to what happened with Pinterest. Like I was doing a lot of SEO. I realized, you know, there's only a certain amount of marketing channels. Nobody was doing Pinterest at scale at the time. Yeah. Tons of people doing SEO. I mean, how many people are doing SEO, right? Very competitive. That industry is very competitive, but doing it well is one thing. So you have that. I mean, knowing who Mm -hmm. you are and knowing that what you're offering is excellent. Being really clear on your offerings is one thing, but I realized there's nobody offering e-commerce at scale Pinterest ads or Mm -hmm. Pinterest organic where they're not really getting good traction. I knew that there was people, there were a few people out there, but they didn't have the experience. They didn't understand e-commerce like I did. They didn't understand what investors and what your board of directors and all these Mm -hmm. people are looking for when it comes to solutions and marketing and making decisions about where they're going to spend money and how their brand is going to be perceived on the marketplace and all these kinds of things. And that's really how Pins for Profit was born was there was a need. I, I never considered myself this like massive Pinterest person or anything, but it was a need that needed to be filled mm-hmm. and it was solving a bigger problem. If you want to make more money, you've got to solve bigger problems. Yep. And one of the biggest problems in e-commerce is finding new sources of traffic. So mm-hmm. I knew we could crush it there. I knew how to apply my knowledge of SEO marketing and, and search marketing mm-hmm. to what people thought was a social media site, but really it's a search engine. Mm-hmm. So we just started seeing crazy results. And then all of a sudden I became the go-to Pinterest for e-com person pretty much overnight. It's crazy because every, awesome. people knew how to refer me. They knew exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly who I could help. And I was top of mind for that small specific sector. Right. Right. 
And so, and you mentioned the term blue ocean. So just so our viewers understand, if you don't know what a red ocean is and a blue ocean is, but like the red ocean is you're, you're swimming with the sharks. There's so much competition. Everybody's literally just chewing on the same fish right. and your blue ocean. That's when you find that niche, which you did with Pinterest for profits with it's amazing. Cause you, you, when, when you do that, I mean, obviously you don't only just do Pinterest, you yeah. do so much more and a client might come to you because, oh, you're the Pinterest lady. I'm, yeah. I'm going to hire you for this. But then you end up like probably like yeah. you crush it with the Pinterest. And so they're like, okay, we want you to do all our other stuff, right? Yeah, mainly, I'm, you know, I kind of try to stay in line. I don't do Facebook ads anymore for e-commerce. We do them for local business. So I kind of mm -hmm. have my specific marketing funnels. That's another thing that we can talk about too with the micro niche mm -hmm. is actually like, how are you using the funnel process and how are you right. using different parts of your name? So uh, but yes, I compliment the things that we're really good at link, link, build, link building, SEO, local mm -hmm. business ranking, stuff like that. I used to do kind of a lot of things more, but now since we've gotten hyper niche and everybody's really looking at that, now we have referral partners. So we're able to make money, I guess you could say in our right. affiliate relationships for things that I don't even do anymore, like Facebook ads for e-commerce or. So Google you mostly still ads. focus on the, on yeah. Pinterest and now TikTok. Now TikTok, yep, we're doing oh. a lot of TikTok for a local business, which is a really yeah. emerging market. Mm -hmm. So that's really crushing it. And then, so let me explain, awesome. I think you guys will be interested in this, like how yeah. I structure our micro niching plan for brands. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, let me give you an example. So we have Brand Ranks Media, which is our SEO company, like rank your mm -hmm. brand, right? So mm -hmm. um, kind of like our fun play on words with that. So yeah. now- oh, Great name. Yeah, underneath the brand ranks umbrella, we have what we call micro niche sections. So I have law ranks, roof ranks, salon ranks, med ranks. So I have these divisions that are specifically focused on ranking one niche in the industry. And we, we so we still have the, the brand ranks name, and then we also have these smaller names that we will run ads, for example, just from the brand ranks media account, or I'll run them from law ranks, or we'll run it from salon ranks. And I'm focusing very specific offers for each of those niche niche markets. So right. for law ranks, we're doing SEO mainly, or at least our lead in mm -hmm. is SEO for law firms or mm -hmm. as, and then we have real estate ranks, which is like, or re-ranks, I call it, which is uh, ranking real estate title companies, stuff like that. So we've got you know, how people are coming in the door. And then we also do a lot of Facebook ads for local businesses and stuff like that. Right. So for those guys, it's easier to kind of upsell that process. Oh yeah. So, and then for the Pinterest side, it's easier. We kind of just say, okay, we do Pinterest for e-com. It's not, yeah. it's a small enough niche in the e-com world that almost no one's doing it. Right. It allowed me to get all different kinds of speaking engagements and whatever. And if I have these, so like Salon Talk Media, for example, we go to hair shows and stuff like that. And we have like our whole salon talk brand okay. that's specifically for that. So when I go there, mm -hmm. I'm like in clear placement of like, okay, this is exactly mm -hmm. what we're micro niching at this event. Yeah. Or when I'm running ads for that, it's really specifically for TikTok marketing for salons. I love it. You're a genius. <laughs> but what it is, is it's simplicity and it's like yes. clarity. Yep. Like how specific and clear, which I love that my wife would tell you that too, because I'm like, yeah, I'm just obsessed about being clear. And I'm like, no, I don't understand what you told me. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> clarify exactly what I need to do for you right now. Cause I, you know, yeah. do all our marketing and totally. web design and emailing and all that stuff, but being very, very, very specific, very clear. That is the key, especially in this 
environment. I mean, like we live, it's just so different than even it was five years ago, 10 years ago. Like you, if you are not clear, if you are not specific about who yeah. you are, what you do, and you don't understand how to do that online, you cannot scale. No, today. not really. It's a very difficult struggle. It's much more saturated mm -hmm. than it was when I started 10 years yeah. ago. I feel like even last year, a couple of years ago when I was running yeah. ads, we were getting way better results. That's something that yeah. I know we were going to talk about too, is just different challenges in the marketplace. But yeah, let's transition to that. Yeah, that's one of the things is like the, the rising cost of ads has been crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys just launched a new offer, so you're probably already aware of this, but and that's one reason um, we, my, one of my business partners and I were just talking this week about how we thought we have one offer. This is why I'm such a fan of doing like flash testing or mm -hmm. um, just your initial testing process before you build out this whole thing. Like whether mm -hmm. it's a coaching offer or a course or whatever, um, you have to do some flash testing and kind of figure out if is this offer validated? Is the market actually responding? Are people opting in? What's happening on your sales calls? Because when we started salon talk, the ads that we ran are not the offer that we're running now. Right. We just were not getting the right traffic. People were not engaging. Yeah. The price point. I mean, we had to change a lot of different things. And there's an element of staying really clear and true to like what you can fulfill on, but you also have to be flexible just in marketing in general to what you know what your competition is doing what kind of trends yeah. what the market is bearing you have to be sensitive mm -hmm. to that. i charge mm -hmm. honestly less now than i did last year and the year before for pinterest stuff even because the market has shifted yep. you know people are a little bit more leery of trying a new channel we've got to right. get a little bit more clear about different things and now we offer more services and different stuff like that so uh, and then there's other times where i'm like increasing our prices so like with brand mm -hmm. ranks we are increasing our prices because we are offering more services that we know are getting them good results and we have great case studies and testimonials and all this kind of stuff. So I feel really confident knowing we're going to be able to fulfill on that. Awesome. So yeah, it changes everything. <laughs> so yeah, everything. So any other challenges like, um, yeah. yeah, that you think I was looking through, we were kind of talking about, um, needing to own, yeah, have ownership of your audience because we live in a day as well with social media to make a change and like, Oh, sorry, you don't have access to your audience. Like if you don't own it, yeah. so how, how do people own their audience? Yeah. So we do a lot of different things to build our email list. That's essentially the best way to do it is to get people off social media and into your ecosystem, mm -hmm. which typically starts with your email list or some place that you kind of control the conversation, whether it's like a paid group or something on Slack, but that's the hard part is there is a lot of stuff going on with censorship. There's a lot of stuff that goes on with ad bans. And if you lose your ad account, then you've lost your whole profile and everything when it comes to Facebook or TikTok, Instagram, you name it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, even with the political stuff, you can get flagged and running ads, you can get flagged for MLM, even if you're not in an MLM or whatever, there's just like yeah. different restrictions and they're constantly not allowing certain products like supplements or whatever. You can't make different claims. And if they make a change on their policy and you're not aware of it or, you you know, you didn't get the notification and you still have yeah. ads running, it can really affect your whole business. So mm -hmm. you've got to create multiple touch points where people can essentially get on your email list and become right. a subscriber. And that's one reason why I'm so big into SEO for e-commerce, because I can advertise brands that struggle on Facebook or whatever, whether mm -hmm. it be supplement brands or what a lot of we do a lot of supplement yeah. brands and stuff like that, yeah. that don't have the ability or they do weight loss or things like that, that are banned on, um, just your traditional advertising channels. You can't say, yeah. 
So get them to so get them on your list, get them yeah. subscribed and then produce a really good content that they want to click on and, and read. Yeah. And engage in SEO, <laughs> find, <laughs> find keywords that they're actually searching and mm -hmm. become competitive with relationship to those keywords and the products that you're creating that are solving the problems that people are searching for in just general search marketing is right. going to help you in so many ways in brand building for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, if you don't know, how to do that. That's why we have Lindsay yeah. on <laughs> so oh we can God. connect you to her. <laughs> yeah, I have a free Facebook um, group and you guys can find our website and all that stuff. We're really yeah. about education. I do tons of free webinars and stuff like that. We'll put everything in the show notes. Yes. For sure. <laughs> so I just have two more questions. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, if you could pick any business superpower, what would it be and how would you put it into practice? Yes, I wish I could time travel back like 10 years and get my cost per leads that I was getting <laughs> on our ads. Oh that my would gosh. Be, like amazing. And I would with, with the knowledge you have now, because you'd be a billionaire. Seriously. Like <laughs> I, I, I really I still believe I'm on that track. I've got a lot of consulting and different stuff, you know, SaaS that we're creating. There's a lot of things that I would have streamlined with this micronation process. 10 or 12 years ago when I really started that I feel like we could have scaled a lot faster. Now it's just harder. It's more expensive. Yeah. There's more competition. You know, people are used to advertising. It used to be like, it was this flashy thing and everybody was mm -hmm. like, you're getting a dollar leads. And now it's like $20 leads on yeah. a good day. So yeah, it's just like a totally different world now. And I would have definitely coached myself to do more micro niching and to just put myself out there. I think I was very afraid in the beginning to, you know, I'm still not like a big on dancing on TikTok type person. <laughs> like I'm more about the educational. I like to teach and that kind of thing. So I would probably just have pushed myself to commit to being more publicly available. Yeah. Then, and that's still true. I mean, now you can still get massive reach, a massive audience just by doing reels and stuff like that consistently. Absolutely. So. Yeah, you never know. Like, um, my wife's always doing reels with the bioemotional healing, and yeah, she's awesome. I love. She's just an amazing dancer, so that makes it. I mean, easier. <laughs> but what's weird is the biggest reel that took off was not a dancing reel; it was just her talking. Yeah, just her in her car, and I don't remember like how many hundreds of thousands of views <laughs> it got, but that one just took off, and she yeah. gained, you know, um, I don't know, remember how many followers, but. Yeah, a lot. At least 10, 10 to 20,000 followers just from that one reel. Yeah, that's amazing. So. But it blows my mind what people engage with. So, and that's the other thing is just testing. You have to constantly mm -hmm. testing. I can't tell you how many times we've sat down with clients and they're like, oh, I'm so convinced. I know for sure this is going to work. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. Doesn't matter what I think. It matters yeah. what people engage with. And sometimes it's yeah. very far off from what you think it's going to be. Similar with search marketing. I always tell people, people search really random, weird stuff and they cannot spell. So you have to like make, make a, it's a, it's a flow. It's a creative yeah. process. It's not just a straight line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was buying some Benjamin Moore paint the other day at, at the store and the guy said, we don't have that paint, but I looked, he spelled Benjamin with a G. <laughs> I was like, yes, I think that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> you just right. aware of it. <laughs> a different Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, last question. What does success in 2023 mean to you? This could be personal or on a business level. Yeah, so, you know, I've kind of moved into this. Um, I'll say two things. One, I know we kind of were talking about idea to implementation. Just mm -hmm. that that's something that I'm always working on improving is getting our new micro niches up and our new ads up and our systems up. 
to duplicate faster. That's always on my list. And then number two, we're actually taking the money that we're making and doing a lot of real estate investing and kind of doing wealth building and stuff like that. So I'm doing a lot of different rentals and things like that. And so I have really good passive income goals that have to do more with rentals and and, uh, stable you know, there's just so much volatility in the stock market and all these other kind of things, but just oh finding my gosh. really good, stable investment. I don't know if we've ever been more volatile, to no. be honest. <laughs> the so. banking system, yeah, you've got to you've got to diversify. So we've done, and we're doing a lot of sustainability projects that I just have a passion for. Like we're getting chickens, and I have a million fruit mm-hmm. trees now, and like I love it. You're a prepper, huh? Not not a full prepper. I'm more of like a whiz, use wisdom and yeah acknowledging the direction that things are going. And I've always been about sustainability. Like we have, but what's funny is I do the same thing and people, yeah. people call you labels. They labels. I'm like, okay, labels. well when stuff hits the fan and you're hungry, whose house are you going to be coming to? You're going to go to the person who is preparing. <laughs> I feel like it's different to be like a fanatical than it is to yes. use wisdom and like okay. make logical preparations and, yep be, you know, honoring to your family and keep your house in order, we call it, where you just have those different facets where if something happens, then, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and those are the things that if you do the research, historical research, and you look at Brazil and their dollar, you know, their currency went to nothing, or you look at other countries that have had similar situations and how they got out of it, then it's using wisdom to foresee the future. And it's like prophetic understanding of things that are coming and having, you know, engaging with that engage yeah. in the future and it's true i mean it's just like early adopters to bitcoin or whatever mm-hmm. like if you have this foresight to understand what's happening in the market and you're educated yeah. then you will make more money you're going to prepare be more prepared yep. you're going to see the direction of way yep. things are going and it's riskier because there's less people doing it mm-hmm. but it's more rewarding and that's true for entrepreneurship that's true yeah. for every part of Everything. your journey your emotional yep. health your healing process your relationship mm-hmm. goals like there's so many things that if you pursue that, you're going to have inside knowledge and understanding for sure. Absolutely. Yep. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm on the same page <laughs> yes. with you on that and um, preparing. And of course, it goes across everything. But on a personal level, I, I think, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. So hopefully that means if you're preparing, you're planning in your personal life, you're going to do that in your business, your finances. Yeah. Absolutely. I always tell people like, I'm a savage, like I will figure it out. And I trust myself. I know a lot of people sometimes have problems with their sales process or whatever. If you trust that you're the kind of person that's going to figure it out, and you're a person of integrity, if there's problems or there's issues or whatever, if you trust your own, you have confidence in your own yourself and how you approach problems and how you problem Mm -hmm. solve all these things, that is the best sales tool that you can have in the world is knowing and believing in yourself that you will figure it out. You'll find an answer. You'll stay in communication. You'll serve your clients. Well, you're a person of integrity that is leaps and bounds above 99% of the people that are out there. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Wise. You're a wise woman, Lindsay. (laughs) I appreciate you dropping that wisdom bomb on us (laughs) on on the podcast. It's been awesome having you. Um, Where can people find you? Yeah. Okay. So y'all can find me at lindsayshear.com, branddrinks.com, pins for profit, pins the number four profit.com. We have a free Facebook group. If you just search my name, you'll find me. And then at all social medias are at Lindsay, L-A-N-D-S-A-Y, B, Shearer. 
and you'll find me on Twitter, Instagram, you name it. I'm out awesome. there. And we'll put those in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, so excited for people to connect with you and for you to uh, just change their world. Amen. Can't wait to meet y'all. Crushing it with your rankings and opening mar- new marketing channels. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on. For having me. Bye. See you you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for tools or resources to grow, optimize, and save money for your business, or if you have questions about today's podcast or a previous episode, go to ideawins.com. We believe every idea counts, and a small, simple idea might be the only thing holding you back from a big win for your business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And as always, thanks for sharing idea wins with your friends. I'll see you next time.